It's Pi Augustine, your Division One candidate for Ipswich. My plan is for a community that is vibrant and attracts world investment, a community that is connected with the state-of-the-art transport system, a community that cares for our people and environment at a time of need. Division One needs a councillor that has the energy and motivation to get things done. A community champion. Find out more about me on my Facebook page, Pi Augustine for Division One. This ad was approved by Pi Augustine candidate. Ipswich deserves strong and stable leadership you know you can trust. I'm Mayor Teresa Harding, and as your Mayor, Ipswich is once again a city that businesses are proud to invest in and families love to call home. To keep our city moving forward, I'm committed to reducing cost of living pressures, expanding our road and transport networks, delivering more for our suburbs, and boosting investment in grassroots sports in our community. So vote one Teresa Harding for Mayor for sustainable growth for Ipswich. Authorised by T Harding, 264 South Station Road, Raceview. Coming up, Dave Cullen returns to Ipswich today for a revealing chat about his life. What he has to say may shock some people, but it will also inspire others. And we'll hear his thoughts on the first six months of the new council. It's Thursday, October 29, 2020, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. 62 podcasts ago, I first spoke with Ipswich businessman Dave Cullen, who at the time had just withdrawn from the race as a candidate for Ipswich City Council. Dave was my first guest, and his move to withdraw from the race surprised many at the time. This week, I again caught up with Dave at his new ProDrive office in North Ipswich. And, to coin a motoring term, we got under the hood to find out more about Dave Cullen's life journey. I began by asking his thoughts on the first six months of the new council. Look, I think they had a big, tough job. And uh, I don't think they're doing too bad, considering. I think uh, I think there's still a lot of things that need be doing, but uh, again, we're not in that situation, so we don't know what uh, hidden treasures were there for them to deal with. And and from that point of view, I think a whole bunch of councillors that really had no idea what they were doing thrust into that job. Look, I think they're doing okay. I, I don't think you can be criticising them at this stage. I. Uh, uh, I probably have a couple of times, but on the same token, it's probably one of those things where you kind of get frustrated, but you've got to look at the reality is that, that none of them really knew what they were doing. Most people in Ipswich know you for your uh, red T-shirts and big red trucks and ProDrive. What's the story behind Dave Cullen? Where did, uh, where did Dave Cullen come from? Um, look, I was, uh, I was adopted and uh, went through the children fostering system when I was a kid. I was adopted out and my adoptive parents split up. And uh, basically I ended up in Ipswich here when I was about 10 years old. Um, from, from there I bounced around a couple of little homes up here in Ipswich. Uh, ran away from one, ended up going back. And um, uh, the Christian brothers took me a little bit under their wing and I ended up at the New Life Centre, or what was then the New Life Centre. Which is, uh, which is closed today. Yeah, from there, once I turned 17, I was, uh, we were kicked out of the kids' home. We weren't allowed to be in the kids' home, went to the adult home. Uh, 
from the adult home, basically then I bounced around. I had no direction, no idea where I was going. So uh, we fumbled around a bit, um, crossed the lines of the law a couple of times, did things that we probably shouldn't have done, but I think uh, it was just one of those things when you fumble around trying to find your way. But uh, um, pulled myself pretty much straight up. I met my wife, I think, and I think uh, she's probably been the saviour for me. And um, I've been with her for, and I'll probably get this wrong, and I'll get in the trouble for it, I'm guessing. I was about to ask you, what year was that, Dave? <laughs> I think it was about 1990, I think. I'll just leave it at that, and I hope she doesn't listen. But, uh, yeah, we sort of got together then, and um, I started work, and, and then uh, from there we sort of pushed along. And, and, again, still bouncing around, doing whatever we could, but um, started our own business in 2000. And what was that business? It was actually car carriers. So I was running the highway in a um, B-double road train doing Brisbane, Townsville, Cairns, Mackay, um, Mount Isa, Darwin. And um, from there we um, bought our own, which I've still got today. The truck's the Red Mac. It's still sitting here and I've had that thing for about 25 years now. So she's been a good truck. It's our... uh, our truck with the rego plates, Mr. Gear. So I've had that one for a long time. That one's been a good truck. While you were doing the the hard yards, as it were, you know, I don't think anyone could imagine the life of a truck driver is easy. Uh, how many years and how many kilometres do you think? How many years were you on the road and how many kilometres do you think you've driven? Mate, I, honestly, I've got no idea. We, uh, I was on the road from really 1989, 88, 89 I started. I remember one of my mate's father said, have you ever driven one of these? And I said, no. And he said, do you know where Cairns is? And I said, no. And he said, uh, you, you won't be able to say that tomorrow. <laughs> and away I went. And uh, so we were doing approximately 300, 400,000 kilometres a year. Back in those days, and I sound really old now, but... Uh, we were using drugs to run the highway. Um, it was a pretty wild time. It was a wild time in my life where I don't remember much of what was going on. Um, and hence the reason that my transition has shifted from being one of those problematic people on the road to trying to stop those people becoming those problematic people on the road. Now that's interesting because your business, ProDrive, it's like you've mentally turned over a new leaf and you are so generous with your time and and uh, wanting to help people who, who need a bit of a leg up. Um, look, I've been really lucky in my time. And, and like I said, I went through the system. When you've got nothing, you kind of understand. Sometimes people just need a leg up. You know, one of the things that I remember, and Christmas is one of those times a year where it really, really does me, I, I throw everything into Christmas because I remember when I was 13 when the kids were all getting picked up from the home and they were going home for Christmas like it was a boarding house type thing and uh, and I waited all day and uh, my adoptive parents didn't come and get me. And were they supposed to? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, did you ever find out why they didn't come? No. No. To this day I, I sort of haven't had anything to do with them. That was kind of it you, you you spend your time trying to work out what's going on um i ended up going up to the adult home uh, of the new life center which was i mean i often think it was horrible but at the time i was destroyed 
Mm. I was at the lowest possible low I could ever be. And this is the age of 13? 13 years old. And you track down those deep, dark roads, and you still get them from time to time, but when you go up to the adult home, at the time, I never realised, but once I started driving, I started thinking, I kind of realised that I was in a home with schizophrenics, manic depressives, um, psychotic people, um, people with multiple personalities. So the adult home was um, a vast array of of mental illness, I suppose. Mm. And um, I, I, at 13, 14 years old, I'm thinking... That would have been very confronting. It was, it, was, it was like you've never seen. I've seen some things that probably a lot of people haven't seen. A lot of people have too, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm far from the only person, but... I actually sat back and learnt a lot and uh, and compassion comes from seeing those people thinking, man, I can walk and talk and I've got a roof over my head and I'm not as bad as some of these other people. And uh, as a result, I think the nurturing side came out and I realised that uh, I haven't got it that bad. Mm. Well, that sounds like to me that that was a kind of major change of attitude from you, maybe around when the foster parents didn't turn up, you had to sort of look wider and, and what are you going to do and what did you do? Um, look, I, I finished school and, and bounced around, like I said, and, and we started our own business. And my, old, my whole idea of, of, of getting into business was being able to help people. I couldn't do it on a wage. I needed to have more money and I needed to have more money so that I could help people. And it's really funny because there's times where we've paid for sponsorship and stuff like that here. And I've had to pay it off because I didn't, I wasn't able to pay it through the business, you know. Um, we've sent, my accountant yells at me constantly because we've spent over half a million dollars in sponsorships in the last 10 years. And that's a fairly substantial amount. That's a big whack, Dave. There wouldn't be too many businesses in Ipswich that would be able to match that. No. Um, I'd like to think there'd be a few more that would try, but like, I mean, it's been a struggle for us, you know. Um, but on the same token, I think... In fact, I know that we've made a difference. Some of those kids that we've worked with, with the Break in the Cycle program, the Indigenous programs, the Youth Justice programs, um, Salvation Army programs, some of those kids still ring us up and talk to us and drop in and see us today. Recently, you moved your business from, um, I think it was Turley Street, uh, across here to Down Street. Is, is that a sign that things are going well for you? Yeah, we're doing uh, we're doing well uh, business is great. Um, we were cut, closed for COVID, um, one of those things, and, and millions were, were the same. Mm. Um, now we're up and running again. It's been it's been very busy, um, but we're moving into a few different areas as well. So we needed some more room. We've grown. Um, moving into Brisbane, um, we've got the Sydney site just about open now. Townsville, Kansas, in 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 working progress. So. We're stepping ProDrive up. I want to do more. Um, we need to open the area. We need more money to do more sponsorships and to do what we're doing. We've got some pretty exciting things coming up. All right, let's just take a step back. You talked about when you met your wife and, and you got married. Can you just walk us through uh, those earlier years? And you said you were driving trucks. What else were you doing to make ends meet in that time? Um, we just doing anything you could. Uh, when we started, I was on the verge of going broke in 2007 with uh, the contractor we were working for, which was Coastline at the time. 
went broke owing us $160,000, $155,000. So, you know, when you're sort of in those desperate times, you kind of do some desperate things. Uh, I hit the, hit the drugs pretty hard, hit the road pretty hard. We just worked back and back, three Kansas a week, totally illegal. Um, but you do what you do in those days to try and uh, keep everything together. I remember the bailiffs coming to the door on a Sunday afternoon trying to kick us out of our house. And uh, I refused to go broke. I refused to let that happen. But um, we pushed through. You do anything you can. I buy and sell cars. I, um, you know, buy and sell trinkets and follow in the marketplace and see if you think you can make a buck out of it, you jump on it. I don't know how my wife's put up with me. She's been a godsend. She's given given us four great kids and uh, she's made a great home. Took me a long time to marry her, though. How long did it take? <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> 20 years. I've got a commitment for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you finally sealed the deal. That's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, and tell us about the kids. What, what age groups? Uh, Chloe's my oldest. She's 18 now. Um, Jamie's 14 and Abby's 13 and Brooke's 11. All going to St Mary. And you sound like a very proud dad. Yeah, I think uh, I think um, a lot of people. I look at I look at success as being how you how your family and how your kids are brought up. Um, success is material. People that look at success success as a material. Uh, item of, I think I've got it all wrong you know like if my kids are polite and they're well mannered and uh, they do the right thing and they think of other people then that's success I think I think that's success do you talk to them about your younger days they they know um, they know um, I don't I don't go into the nitty-gritty there's some there's some pretty horrendous stuff in there um, that happened as as a kid that maybe one day I might feel comfortable enough talking about um, but yeah, it's, uh, they know. They know the basics. They know not many people know the full story. Um, there's a few that do. I've had the same doctor since I was 13, 14, so um, I had a chat to him the other day and we keep in touch. But it is one of those things, you know, when you start, everyone falls into a, a, a bout of depression and when you start falling into those things, you've got to talk about it. You've got to sort of let people know. And I, and I think telling people what's happened to me if I can help one person with that, then what I've been through has been worth it. A few years ago, you joined Rotary, the Rotary Club of Ipswich City, of which I'm also a member. Why did you join a service club? I've been involved with a lot of clubs, let me tell you, and uh, president of, of non-for-profit community groups, PNFs. Um, Rotary, for me, has been... Fantastic! It, it 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 covers everything that I I enjoy doing. Everything that I I enjoy seeing people get something, you know, help. And it's a service above self. I, th- I think that motto is has got such a ring to it. Mm. And people that are in Rotary, I, I just mate, I, it's one of those clubs that people don't look at. They think it's an old person's club. They don't look at the reality of what goes on. When you start looking at Rotary and you start seeing, especially our club, and, and you'd probably attest to this, Alan, we've got an absolute awesome age group and it's from young people to older people. But the stigma that people say to me is, oh, look, it's full of old people. And uh, it's not. It's, uh, it's got a great age bracket. Um, they do fantastic things in the community that people probably don't see. 
and don't realise. And uh, there's a lot that goes on around the world that you're involved with as well as your own local community. And uh, you meet a great great bunch of like-minded people and it's fantastic. I, I love it and uh, I've been to a couple of the other Rotary clubs as well because you can drop in anywhere in the world and say g'day. And the camaraderie that you get out of all of that is just fantastic. Well, any person listening now that might be interested, they can just go straight to our website, ipswitchcityrotary.com.au and if they're interested in uh, coming along, you can drop us a line uh, via that website. Back to Dave Cullen now. You've moved over here to North Ipswich to the new shop. You've told us uh, about your plans. How do you see COVID affecting you operating going forward? Well, we're still cleaning cars. We're still spending a fair bit on uh, making sure that everything's safe and everyone's right. Social distancing is one of those really, really hard things for us, really hard things. Um, so making sure the cars are clean and tidy and making sure we've got the right um, disinfectants and stuff in the car is super important. Um, making sure the cars are clean and that we're, our instructors are just abiding by all of our COVID policy. That's one of the big things. Dave Cullen, thanks again for being in episode one of the podcast series and thanks again for joining us now. Uh, Alan, thanks for having me, mate, and I love the podcast. They're fantastic, informative, and I love being part of it. Thank you very much. And in other news, Ipswich City Council wants to hear from you now that the New Look CBD centred on Tulma Place is due to open in December. Council wants to hear ideas from residents for activities in the Nicholas Street Precinct, be it festivals, events, markets, health and fitness, heritage events, food trucks or sporting events on the new big screen. The new city heart has the potential to be a favoured destination across the region. So take part in a short survey up till November 15 or visit www.nicholasst.com.au. That's nicholasst.com.au. Your responses and comments will be used to inform council plans going forward. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. If you like what you hear, please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button at the bottom of the page. You can subscribe for free and share this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich today from your smart speaker. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au.